You're listening to Your Credit Today with your host, Angela Setters-Vassar, sponsored by Conquer Credit Management. Hey, everyone. I just want to say Happy New Year to you. 2020 is upon us. I should say we're in 2020. And I hope that you have taken time to write down your goals and just really think about what you want to do and how you want to win in 2020. And this month, what I'd like to do is really dedicate our shows to getting out of debt, understanding debt, and really how to organize your finances so that you can win at all times. But, you know, we always have to do our little housekeeping. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. Tell all your friends and family about your credit today and all of the fabulous information that you are learning on a weekly basis. Share it with your co-workers. Um, if you are interested in having me come out and talk to your team, if you have groups of women, if you have church groups, anywhere this information can be taught, I am there. I am so passionate about teaching. America that financial literacy is at an all-time low. A lot of people don't understand what's going on, even in their own bank accounts. And we're going to be talking about that in some of our upcoming shows. We're actually going to be having a guest next week on our show who is a professional bookkeeper and business management uh, associate. And I'm really excited to have her on the show because she's going to be telling us how we can break down our expenses and keep Keep them visual, because I think that's the biggest problem that a lot of people unfortunately have is that they don't keep things visually in front of them. And then because of that, what have we talked about before when we don't have a plan, when we don't see it? We plan to fail. And so we don't want to do that in 2020, people. We want to win in 2020. We want to get out of debt. We want to save for our retirement. And I don't care if you're 20 years old. You need to be uh, planning for your retirement now. I tell my kids all the time. I have older kids. Some of you know my story. I have a younger child who's eight years old, and I have two older children, one that is graduated from college and another that is going to be graduating this year from college and is a college athlete. But I tell them all the time how important it is to save money even now, because if you start saving money in your 20s, baby, when you get to your 60s, let me tell you, you will have a nice pocket change. And that is a joke, because if you do it the right way and you take our advice... You're going to be rolling in the dough, we hope. So let's get on with the show. Today, we're going to be talking about good and bad debt. I think it's important to know the difference. So, you know, when you're looking at your bills each month, you could actually feel overwhelmed by the amount of money that you're spending on your credit cards or just the overall debt that you have. Sometimes debt might seem like a trap that you only want to fight your way out of. But not all debt, friends, is bad. So let's just really dig into this. Um, the reason that this came up was because I was talking to one of my clients that is a real estate investor, and he had several, several questions about good and bad debt. And he was just talking and, and, you know, sharing some things that his lender had talked to him about. So, you know, when a lender looks at your credit report to see what kinds of accounts you have, they'll look at some debts more favorably than others. And if you're focusing on getting out of debt, you first need to understand which debts are considered bad 
and which debts are considered to be good debts. Okay, so let's start with the first one because we always want to be positive. Let's talk about good debt. Some of your debt might be considered an investment and you're probably thinking, how can anything as bad as debt (laughs) be considered an investment? But here's the thing. If you took on the debt to purchase something that will increase in value, in other words, become an asset, it can contribute to your overall financial health and your cash flow, then it's very possible that that debt is a good one. And speaking about my friend that we were talking about, a real estate investor, why is it good debt that he has as a real estate investor? Well, he's got a tax benefit. He has all of these homes that he owns that he gets to write off the interest on all of the mortgages, not only um, the improvements that he does to the properties. So there are a lot of different things that contribute to him having assets and having positive cash flow working for him for his retirement and his future. Not to mention the talking about assets. These homes are assets that are going to grow in value over time. And most of the homes that he's had, he's had for more than 10 years. So even though we go through cycles in real estate of up and down, because he's stead, he stood steady, his investments or his assets are growing. So let's just take an example. A home purchase can be considered to be good debt. Since homes usually appreciate in value, the mortgage loan you take out to pay for the home is an investment. Another example of good debt is actually student loan taken out to finance college education. Now listen, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just telling you what a lot of lenders actually will look at. Because listen, earning a college degree usually means that you'll make more money over your lifetime. However, because most people don't make a plan, what did we talk about in the beginning, to pay off their student loan debt, it can become bad debt without a plan. However, as long as your loans are in good standing after college and you're making your normal monthly payments with no negative history, most lenders don't consider student loans negative or bad debt. Okay, so that is an example of some good debt that you can have. Well, let's talk about the no, no stuff, the bad debt. Just like there's good debt, there's also some bad debt too. So uh, here's the thing. When you use debt to finance things that can be consumed, what have we talked about before? Going into the mall and having your credit cards in your wallet. Bad, bad, bad decision because we are led by our emotions most of the time. And when it comes to finances and money, don't be led by your emotions, okay? Led, be led by your budget. And so why is it important not to carry your credit cards into the mall? Because you'll look in the window and see those beautiful boots and you'll think about the party that you have to go to and then you go inside and the boots are $250 and you slap it on your credit card and you don't pay that $250 off for a good six months. So you're paying interest on top of that $250 and you just got off of your diet budget, so to speak, and you made a mistake. So now I'm not saying that's for everyone, but when you have a budget, what you do is you plan for certain things. I I was just talking to my friend the other day 
about what me and my husband do every single year. And it's been something that we've done for probably the last 18 years. We never buy each other Christmas presents. We always just plan out the kind of money we want to put aside. In the beginning of the year, we talk about what we're going to put aside at the end of the year so that we can do our shopping. And that's the time, you know, where a lot of uh, different retail stores have great sales and you can get You can get great deals on shoes and clothes and the necessities that you need, specifically like buying suits and things of that nature that you need when you're speaking up on stage and things like that. So point being is, is that when you have a plan, you don't plan to fail and you have a budget in mind so that if you see those $250 shoes, you're like, oh, wow, maybe in a couple months they're going to have a sale and I can go back and get those shoes and they're going to be 50% off. So it's really important to know and understand, again, when you use debt to finance things that can be consumed, you're actually accumulating bad debt, okay? So, you know, again, if you're uh, going to buy tires for your car, you know, these are the things that you put in your budget. You've got to know, you know, there's different things that are going to be reoccurring expenses on a monthly basis, yearly basis, and then there's going to be yearly expenses and or there's going to be every two-year expenses. So you've got to make sure that you have a budget. So again, talking about bad debt, um, this is the kind of debt that usually creates unhealthy financial situations such as what I'm talking about. Credit card debt is often considered bad debt because of the nature of the items that credit cards are used to purchase. You should never accumulate debt to purchase everyday items like clothes and food. If you use a credit card for these types of purchases, you should pay the balance in full each month, okay? Again, when you have a budget, when you've sat down and figured out your expenses and how much money you can spend on a monthly or weekly basis, this becomes easy. And here's the thing, if you wanna treat yourself, okay, and you wanna go ahead and buy those $250 boots, have a plan, You know, pay it off in three months so that you're not paying a ton of interest and understand that when you use a credit card to purchase something, it's always going to cost you more than what you're actually paying for or what your receipt is going to tell you. Because again, the interest on that particular card is always going to depend on what card you're using, whether it's a retail card or a major credit card. Or, hey, if you're using American Express, we've talked about that in the past, that's an installment credit card. So when you use that, you know you're going to have to pay it off at the end of the month ways. So each debt used to finance a vacation can also be considered a bad debt unless, once again, you sit down and you're planning for it. So if you know that your family likes to take a yearly vacation, then you need to sit down and say, hey, you know what? Our budget this year can only afford to go to the lake. And the lake's going to cost us X amount of dollars. Let's say you had a really good year and you sit down and you say, hey, we had a really good year. I want to plan to go to Italy. And that's going to cost you significantly more when you're taking a European trip versus taking a trip that's a couple of hours away. Both can be fun. Okay, let's just say that vacations or getting away and bringing your mind and your body some peace is super important. But when it comes to affect the peace of your mind about your debt and getting in debt, 
friends, I can tell you that's that's not a good mix right there. So again, we're talking about planning. Even though it might help you feel better and be more productive once you return from vacation, a vacation does not appreciate and value. And hence, this is why I'm telling you to make a plan. Understand, hey, you know what? You may have to tell the kids, you know what, guys? This year, we're going to have to forego the vacation. We're going to have a staycation. But guess what? We're going to make it fun. We're going to play board games. You know, get creative, people. I mean, there's tons of free things to do, specifically if you live here in L.A. But I want to tell you, anywhere you live, if you go to that particular city's website, they show you all kinds of free events that are going on on a weekly basis. There's so much things to do for free. So if you're trying to save money, you're trying to get get out of debt. Don't worry about pleasing your children and giving them a vacation that's just going to cost you stress and money. Make a stay vacation. Make a plan. Get your kids involved. Talk about what it is that you guys want to do. Look up those websites and see what you can do for free. So don't use debt to pay for a vacation and especially don't use it to pay for vacation again if you can't afford it. So good debt is obtained through making wise decisions about your future, not for the sole purpose of having good debt. For example, you might make a decision that you want to obtain a master's degree to increase your earning potential and you take out a student loan. If you have no other way of financing your education, it's really a valid reason to do it. But once again, you've got to have a plan. Let's say you're analyzing your financial picture, trying to decide how to pay off your debts. It's usually a good idea to focus on paying your your bad debts first. Since they provide no value, they're more costly than your good debts. You should pay off credit cards and auto loans before tackling mortgages and or student loans. But the way to pay off your mortgage even faster is a lot of people pay a payment and a half. And that will cut down on the years that you would actually have to pay your mortgage. So some people consider using debt to pay off eh, bad debt, like getting a mortgage for $110,000 instead of $100,000 and using the extra to pay off credit card balances. This isn't a good idea for several reasons. First, repaying debt with debt is never a good idea, okay, unless you're going to do something very strategic. And what is that strategy, Angela? A lot of credit card companies have 0% balance transfers. And a lot of the times you can transfer debt for up to 18 months. If you have debt and you want to minimize your outgoing that you're paying on a monthly basis, look at your different credit cards that you have and ascertain which of those credit card companies are making these offers of 0% transfers. Again, a lot of these companies will give you anywhere from 14 to 18 months to pay back. And, you know, talking about good and bad debt, of course, you're taking some bad debt that you have and you're transferring it somewhere else. So it's still debt. But the cool thing is, is what you're doing is you're not going to be paying those interest rates that you otherwise would. And again, because we're talking about getting out of debt, what it will do is it will lower your monthly nut or your monthly cash flow that actually has to come out. And getting back to talking about your mortgage and what a lot of people do where they consolidate their debt and take out a new mortgage, it's 
it's not necessarily a great practice for a lot of different reasons. I told you the first one, but the second one is, is that it ends up taking longer to pay off that mortgage than it would otherwise, okay? Now your payments are actually going to increase. And unfortunately, a lot of people don't really take that into consideration and plan for it ahead. You must still be careful that you don't take on too much debt, even if it's good debt, okay? Again, what did we talk about in the beginning of this show? This is the beginning of 2020, friends. We need to have a plan, a plan of attack. I've always said if we don't have a plan, then we plan to fail. And friends, in 2020, I don't know about you, but I'm going to win this year. So I sat down and already have my plan. I made my vision board. I made all of my plans, my creative schedule for my podcast. I also sat down and made my financial goals. And yeah, I had to sit down and have a little talk with myself about the debt that I have because we all unfortunately fall into that prey, specifically if we own a business. But you know what? This year is the year of intention and I am going to be intentional about my success and I hope that you are too. So that's my show for today. Thank you so much for coming to the show. Once again, make sure you hit that subscribe button and let's get it going in 2020. My name is Angela and I'm out.